This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Blaine Fowler. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you with us. It is Thursday, November 11th. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Blaine Fowler on this Veterans Day, Blaine. Yeah, Veterans Day, really one of my favorite holidays. I it, it's It focuses all on our military and the tremendous sacrifices they have made in the past, continue to make for our freedoms. I I really do. I love, I love Veterans Day. And uh, a shout-out to all of our veterans out there that might be tuned in. And, hey, even if you're not tuned in, a shout out to you anyhow. Veterans Day yeah. is a big deal. Absolutely. So World War One ends on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. So that's why it's on November 11th. It was a different day originally. It kind of changed. So those that are watching in the future Big 12 home of BYU mm-hmm. in the central time zone, it is 11.01. So almost precisely on right the on 11th hour as well. Okay, here's your show lineup. The Cougars land. Colin Chandler. Yeah, baby. What? Big time get. We'll discuss it with Chris Burgess in studio. Break down the momentum BYU has in recruiting the last two weeks with uh, Kingsley Suamataia as well in football. Cassidy Smith, goalie for the women's soccer team, will be in studio to discuss the NCAA tournament matchup with New Mexico. Playing three, Torn Labrum as a goalkeeper. What? And football playoff expansion talk heats up. What's the latest? But first, today's headlines. Colin Chandler side with BYU yesterday. That's the biggest headline of all, right? Making him the Cougars' highest-ranked men's basketball recruit since Eric Mika. Chandler ranks 28th in the ESPN Top 100 rankings um, for the class of 2022. Uh, Chandler averaged 22.3 points per game last season as he helped Farmington High School to the 5A state final game. Also on the table were offers from the University of Utah, Stanford, Oregon, Gonzaga, Arizona. You name it, they wanted him, and BYU got him. Grew up a Ute, coming to be a That's, Cook. It's He's crazy. It's a big, Zach big Wilson. hit. Let's go. Number five, BYU women's volleyball host Pepperdine, who is the last team out in the top 25 this week. The Cougars' penultimate home match of the regular season. Tonight, 9 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. Amy and I with Kiki on the call. That'll be fun. Cougars are 23-1 on a 16-match win streak. They've only lost two sets during that time. Pepperdine took the first set but lost the next three. We'll see if that happens again. Yeah, it's an amazing run going on right now. Hey, BYU alum Ashley Hatch was named the 22-player USWNT United States Women's National Team. In case you're wondering what that stands for, she's on the roster that will travel to Australia to play two matches against the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup co-hosts to end their 2021 season. Hatch has 10 goals on the season with the Washington Spirits and 20 showings. The first game against Australia will be Saturday, November 27th. So congrats to Ashley Hatch. Going in, down under. BYU women's soccer signs eight new players, all from Utah. How about the talent in the Beehive State? Cameron Jorgensen, Allie Fryer, Sierra Pennock, Avery Frischnecht, I believe that's Blake's sister, Izzy Stratton, Emma Neff, Aaron Bailey, and Tegan Sill. BYU host New Mexico, first round of the NCAA tournament, Saturday, 7 Eastern time. And BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood announced the signing of 12 athletes that he calls, quote, the strongest overall recruiting class we've had since we've been at BYU. Wow. I think every coach is saying that this year, which is amazing. There is a ton of momentum in recruiting. So McKay Barney, Cutter Clawson, Peyton Cole, Tyson Heaton, Hayden Latham, Sean Rimmer, Bryce Robinson are the new signees from out of state. While Brock Watkins, Hunter Swap, Carter Smith, and Cy Nielsen are the team's new Utah natives. A great, 
class from Mike Littlewood and his staff. Yeah, and a couple of those uh, I think are back from missions because we've heard their names before. That's yep. exciting. And you got to love a, a baseball player named Cy. Right? <laughs> uh, track and field and cross country finalized their signing class as well, signing 28. We're not going to list all 28. The women's class includes Jenna Hutchins out of Johnson City, Tennessee. Listen to this. Jenna holds the national all-time high school girls 5-meter time, 5K uh, uh, time of 15-34-47. Are you kidding me? BYU's going to win another national championship. Not, I was just going to say, it's not, like, it's, not like they're not, it's not like they're not already loaded, right? Well, hey, they're one of the most dominant teams in, in collegiate sports, and now they're just going to add that piece? Okay. It's rolling in recruiting, okay. which we will talk about more in a moment. Yeah. Cougars overseas, uh, Kyle Collinsworth, 9 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. In the 74-72 loss yesterday over in Japan, and uh, Eric Mika was seven points, four rebounds, and one assist in a 78-49 loss. Yikes! Yesterday to Herbalife Grand Canaria. Eric Mika like 42 win that game. Men's golf is in eighth place at 10 over in the St. Mary's Invitational at the beginning of round three. Carson Lundell leading the Cougs individually, tied for 28th at two over. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Momentum off the field's awesome. Right now, the Cougars are crushing it in recruiting, as we just highlighted in some of the Olympic sports. Last week, we highlighted the signing of Kingsley Suamataia, former five-star lineman out of Orem, who went to Oregon, played a game. He's coming to be a Coug. He's got four years to play starting next season. Then yesterday, four-star, ESPN number 28 overall recruit. Colin Chandler signs with BYU. Men's basketball, going to go on a mission first, come back, play in the Big 12. Blaine, does this recruiting boon that BYU has, has uh, you know, done even better at the last couple of weeks, is this more about the coaches, the programs, the school, the Big 12? What is it? It, it really is a combination that's been building over the last couple of years of, of all of those things. And that, you know what's interesting is I think that momentum in football and basketball also carry over to other sports. I was talking to um, our, our baseball staff the other day, and they were just saying, hey, when you bring recruits on campus, they can feel the buzz about sports and about the culture and about the environment, and then they feel comfortable on campus. And so it, it really is this. It, it starts with the coach creating a culture that – when you bring players on campus and they see that culture and, and the players that are coming out now, they want a family culture. And, and you look at every sport across the board in the recruiting, all of these coaches have created this family culture um, within the teams. And so now the players that are currently on the team go, oh, you got to come join us. You got to come join us. We got this phenomenal culture. We love it. We love the coaches. We love each other. This is where you got to be. So it starts with that. Then that culture has to translate to winning. And you look at the two really visible sports in football and basketball and what they've done the last couple years, culture translated to wins and national exposure. Now everybody's going, whoa, but I can go be part of a family environment and win games and have national exposure. And then there was just one thing that was holding them back. Teams in the P5 conference are saying, yeah, but you're not going to be in a P5 conference. You can't play, you know, you can't be as visible when you're not in a P5. You're not going to play against the best competition yeah, in yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, Big 12? I mean, that, that's what just took BYU over the hump. That was the yep. last piece needed to be able to get them over the hump. And now we're seeing just left and right top recruits all from around the country coming and joining up with BYU in all sports. It's really fun. You're right. It is a combination. And BYU's always been a place that has been able to, to get good recruits. Think about the signing classes that BYU gets relative to the rankings. BYU overachieves constantly. Okay, is BYU in cross country, maybe they are top five in recruiting. I don't know, but BYU is a top five program. 
Is BYU a top 20 recruiting uh, team in football? No, it's not even close, right? Yet, BYU's in the top 25 these last two years, so BYU's overachieving. Why? Because of the coaches, because of the culture, because of the unique place that is BYU. It's not for everyone, but it's for a lot of people. Like, if you want to be here, you can absolutely be here. And BYU is attracting not only some of the best talent who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that have gone other places and are now coming back. Let's talk about Oregon. Let's talk about Stanford. Let's talk about, uh, you know, B- uh, Utah and Washington. They're coming home, which is great. They don't, you don't, not everyone has to come here. I, if you're a member of the church, you want to go somewhere else. You're not doing anything wrong if you don't come to BYU. Sometimes we act like that. Let's not act like that. But the kids that want to be here, they're coming because it's awesome and you can win. Like some kids just want to be at BYU, period, whether BYU is good or not. But you accentuate what you talked about, winning. Uh, football, top 25 last two years. Basketball, top 25 last two years. Women's sports right now, crushing it. Doing so good. Baseball, on the rise, doing things. It's such an exciting time right now because BYU has been completely validated in getting that Big 12 invite. And BYU's winning? Oh, it's the best thing ever. Uh, honestly, I expected the rapture to happen, the second coming, the Sunday after the, the BYU-Utah game. I thought, how can it get better than this? But it is getting better. BYU signing guys that will come in and play. Kingsley next year, Colin in three years. This is just the beginning. If you think this is fun, buckle up, as Craig Bullerjack likes to say. Oh, and it's – and I think part of school, you know, when we say the school and the culture, is, is the fan base as well. And we don't talk about that enough. So the, any recruit that went to the Arizona State football game and was in that stadium and just, first of all, if they were sitting next to somebody, another recruit, they would have had to scream in each other's faces to even hear one another. It was so off the charts loud in there. To see that student section and the way they get involved and the way they impacted the game. And then, hey, turn around and, uh, and go to the basketball game uh, just the other night against Cleveland State. This is a – preseason non-conference game. Now, mind you, a very good opponent in Cleveland State. The, the environment was incredible. Show up for a Gonzaga game if you're a recruit, or maybe even to, tomorrow night for that San Diego State game. Or Show just tomorrow night. Bring, bring some shoes what, for what, Gideon. What's tonight? Women's volleyball tonight? Women's volleyball. You go to, go to women's volleyball and check out the environment. So if you've got a recruit in any other sport and you show up in that, at that women's volleyball um, match tonight or a men's volleyball match next semester, and you're going to go, whoa, this, the environment for every sporting yes. event on this campus is off the charts. I love it. I, it's infectious. It's, it's, it energizes you. And so these schools, I mean, these, these teams, they benefit from one another. And so when one gets it rolling and then two gets it rolling and then three get it rolling, then, then it's a giant steamroller and everybody wants to come be a part of that. The, the other thing that I, I love, Colin Chandler listed the reasons he came. He's put a tweet out saying why he's he one of the most well-spoken 18-year-olds I've ever seen. Oh, phenomenal! Met. I gave him a tour a couple weeks ago. Family was looking. Yep. At he was the best listener and uh, asker of questions I've ever given. I've probably given uh, you know 500 tours to different athletes, whatever. He was the best at going. Oh, tell me about this. What's well, the, like very in the moment. Most of the time, they're just kind of looking around and disinterested. He was great. He knew what he was looking for. Yes. And he evaluated like a very objective evaluation of what he was looking for. And he listed several things. He listed this is a lot as of a things. Ute. Yeah. His family, I believe, I've been told, has like a, a Utah logo in or on the outside yeah. of the garage. Like very big Utah. Season tickets to Utah. But And I love that his parents were like, let's, do, 
we've, we've been Utes our whole life. Let's, let's be objective. What are the things that we want? Yeah. And a lot of things we've been talking about, they had on that list. But something we didn't talk about was um, development, player development. And you alluded to it with they're not getting the top recruiting class, yet they're top ranked teams. How's this happening, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he pointed out that this coaching staff, and he talked about Pope and Robinson and, and, and Burgess and Fuger, and he's like, they really have a reputation for developing players. I'm coming to get better. Yes. You know, he knows in his mind he wants to play at the next level. And guess what, folks? This guy has the talent to play at the next if level. If you're top 30, and, you and I'm, can and I'm be not an talking NBA in guy. Europe. I'm talking NBA talent level yes. for, for him. Yes. Now, to be in the NBA from being a phenomenal top recruit in high school here to here is a long road. But the basic skill set, my goodness, he is really, really talented and skilled. And he says, I'm coming here because this coaching staff, I believe in this coaching staff, that they will develop me and prepare me to do what I want to do. That's a big deal, too. 100%. Let's talk about the the greatest developed uh, player at BYU perhaps the last couple of years. You could argue Dax Milne. You could argue Zach Wilson. I would argue Alex Barcelo. Big-time recruit coming out of Arizona. What does he do at Arizona? He's a two- and three-point-a-game scorer. Now he's one of the best players in the country. He's a top 30 player in NCAA basketball. That's one. And then oftentimes when you win, you you uh, show up at the school and you want to play for that program and you just tolerate the coach because you want to win and you want to be with those players and go to the next level. That is not the case at BYU. You don't just tolerate Kalani Sataki and Mark Pope. They become one of your best friends for life, and they influence you in this way. The loving nature, the player – coach that is Kalani Sitake, the player coach that is Mark Pope. It was so fun to see them on Monday together. And Hema Hemuli, who works here, one of our producers, put out this clip where they're laughing together and Mark Pope high-fives Kalani. And it's like, that's what BYU sports is right now. That three-second clip, the excitement, the energy, the love, the development. Like right now, BYU is just cruising on the, on the Power 5 on-ramp to the freeway at such a fast speed with so much energy and juice, it's just very exciting. It, it, it's, it's so funny, too. You watch cu- culture and teaching is, a, is an art, right? And so I witnessed the very same method from Kalani and from Mark in the last two weeks. So I was at practice for football, and I watched Kalani pull a guy over, and he kind of got into him. He was, like, right in his face, was very stern, was making some type of correction with him. I wasn't close enough to hear, but this was a serious conversation. And you could see the player sitting there. He's like, yep, I know, coach. Yes, coach. Yes, I know. I know. And then then at the end, he wrapped his arm around his head, and he kind of hit him on the helmet, and he goes, and, and then I was – and then loudly says, you're a phenomenal player. Let's go. Like, I love you, man. Let's go. So he corrected him very seriously and objectively, and then he loved him up, right? So now let's fast forward to the other day at practice for basketball practice, practice, and Mark Pope pulls uh, uh, Tijon Lucas over, and he like literally gets right in Tijon's face for a minute, and he talks to him, and Tijon very respectfully, yes, coach, no, I know, I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. I've got to do this. And and then at the end of it, Mark puts his arm around Tijon's neck, and he, and he gives him a little uh, pat on the chest, and he says, you're a great player. Let's go. Love you, man. And he, and he sends him back out. I witnessed that from Kalani Sataki about a week ago in football practice. I witnessed the exact same method from, from Mark Pope in basketball practice. Guys love that. They, they want to be coached by somebody that will correct them mm-hmm. and teach them, yep. but they also know loves them and has their back. And those are two great examples. That's why guys want to be here. They want to be coached like that. It's going well right now. It really is. Our question of the day, BYU signing big-name recruits in football and basketball, and I would add all the, all the sports, right? Hey, track and field. <laughs> Literally My all goodness. the sports. Let's go. Is this more about the school, the programs, the coaches, or the Big 12? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. 
This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Roberts underscore MN on Twitter. At its core, it all comes from Tom Homo in the athletic department moving heaven and earth to ensure Cougar athletes had opportunities to play in 2020. Huge. Football being the only team in the West may have been the beginning of uh, this special circumstance and the pendulum swinging from, man, look at what Utah's doing. Little peanut butter and jealous of the football. The pendulum <laughs> has swung, right, um, to where BYU's playing really well right now. Ben Peterson on Twitter. I don't think you can just put it in one category. The teams have been successful. They have good coaches. are moving to the Big 12. If anything, the move to the Big 12 might have just put it over the top. I like where everything's going. That, I think that's right. The word I've been using is validation. It's, it's validated the program, and now there's no excuse per se, unless you don't want to live the honor code, to not come to BYU. Right. Let's go. If you, don't, if you don't buy into the culture, then you don't come. And that's right. fine. And, and that's right? fine. That's it's, fine. Again, it's for a lot. This place, anyone can be here if they want to. I understand it's not for everyone. But it's for almost everyone. Yeah. And, yeah. and come here and have a great experience, right? Yeah. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So coming up, a new 12 college football playoff proposal. 12 team college football playoff proposals on the table. Does it work well for BYU? We'll talk about that. We'll break it down. We'll break it down. And Chris Burgess tells us how BYU got Colin Chandler. He's in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday night, BYU men's basketball takes on San Diego State. Oh, baby, this is going to be a huge game. Game two It was a huge game last year. BYU's best win of the season by net ranking. Tomorrow night, we got you. Countdown to tip-off begins at 8.30 Eastern. BYU radio coverage, 8 Eastern games at 9 on BYU TV and BYU radio. Welcome back to Studio B, as in BYU. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Jerem Jordan alongside Blaine Fowler, alongside Chris Burgess, assistant coach for the BYU men's basketball team. Let's talk some San Diego State. Let's talk some Colin Chandler. But first, let's talk. You had a signing of one of your daughters, KJ, a state volleyball champ at Lone Peak. She went to Utah. What happened, Chris? <laughs> um, super proud of her, man. She's worked really, really hard. Um, so fun to watch her and her little sister play. Uh, Together on a state championship team. Back to back. That's KJ and Zoe, right? KJ and Zoe. Together. They won it last year in 2020. um, State championship at Lone Peak High School, and then they won again this year. Big time. And, um, Man, those moments you hold on forever. Oh, that's that's a, that's the best. Yeah. Don't ignore the Utah you, you thing. Think, Come on, you man. Think, you think it's, and and, and, and Chris, and, right Chris and I have both been there now. Where you do it, you're you're there on your own, and you're out playing for big games, and you think yeah. that's the greatest thing you could ever have. Then you're yeah. watching your kid do it, and then you're just like, whoa, I, I thought this was cool when I was out yeah. here, but this is cooler, right? Yeah, it's cooler, and it's way more nerve wracking, right? It's more nerve wracking because when you were a player, you you felt like you had a little control, yeah. right? Um, but when you're a dad, um. You have none. Yeah. You have none other than just love and support them. Yeah. I'm mostly kidding with the Utah thing. Utah's an amazing program. Yeah. There's going to be some fun games with BYU uh, and right. whatnot. I thought maybe you had to trade yeah. her. I thought maybe that's it's right. like, listen, Was that the I'll, get you, I'll get you KJ, but you gotta get, we got to have call. <laughs> Here's the thing is she sits right behind the bench with our family uh, for BYU basketball, and you're not going to find a bigger fan. She, she loves all – like she has such a close relationship with all of our guys on the team. I mean, even when Dalton Nixon was a senior, like the, everyone has a nickname on the team that she makes up. And so her and her sister, they're all in That's awesome. for, for BYU basketball, biggest fans. Well, maybe that was the trade to get Colin Chandler. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> Colin Chandler signs with BYU. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I'm thinking, oh, that'd be awesome. 
And then he he did it, and he explained all the reasons why. Congratulations, first off. What was it like recruiting him and then finally saying, yes, he didn't choose, indeed, choose BYU? Um, amazing kid from a beautiful family that, like, love and support, I mean, Colin, and were very, like, they were awesome in the process, right? They asked the right questions. They thought about the right things. They knew, you know, Colin, throughout this whole thing, was a kid that, like, prioritized certain things, and so recruiting, we were trying to figure out what's the most important for this kid and how can we address those things. And um, definitely about winning, definitely about getting better. Like he is, when people say student in the game, sometimes you just kind of throw that out. This kid, every time you talk basketball with them, whether it was during the AAU circuit, even high school circuit, like his junior year where we're watching the games streaming, right? Um, he would implement what we would be talking about into the games. Oh, wow. Like I would call him or text him after a game there in – Omaha, where he's playing for his AAU team. Hey, this is what I see. What do you see? And the next game, he'd go out there and show it. Or he would talk to some of his guys. You're already coaching him. You're already coaching. Like, you're kind of talking to him, see what he sees. And he would implement it. So you knew this kid was a student in the game and mm-hmm. wanted to get better. You know, and, and, and so some of the things he talked about in his interview, why I recruited him was just like, you know, how he would fit, where we're going, the momentum of BYU athletics, not just the basketball team, but the athletics. Um, and I thought on his every time he came and visited, whether it was unofficial or official, he really clicked with our guys, our locker room. You know, he had a lot in common with them, which was getting better, right? Getting better every day. And I thought our, our team did an amazing job building a relationship every time he came on campus. So he felt comfortable. And his high school coach was Trevin Nell's high school That's coach, right. right? So there right. was a similar experience. And like Trevin originally signed at Cal, but ultimately ended up at BYU. So yeah. that couldn't hurt either. I that definitely couldn't hurt. And we had known Casey too, Coach Casey Walkenhurst there at Farmington when he was at Woods Cross. Because um, we'd recruited Trevin as a previous staff at Utah Valley, so right, so we had known Casey, and he did a fantastic job. So it was o- overall like I'm telling you, like an amazing family, so fun to recruit, get to know, and the best. I mean, there's a lot of great reasons why we're so excited about Colin, but one of the one of the main things I know personally was like the fact that like I get to keep getting to know he and his family, right? Like I'm so excited with his first game at Farmington that I get to go and watch him play and be around them and talk to him and continue building a relationship with them. Like to me, that's going to be. Uh, from a personal level, I'm super excited about that. What, what is what is Colin going to bring to BYU? I mean, he, he's yeah. going to go on a mission first, right? That's the plan. So he's not going to show up for a couple of years. Um, but when he does, that'll be a big deal. What, what's he going to bring to this program? Well, he's, he's a versatile player. He can play a couple positions, right? He can, he's a like a lead guard, right? He can play off the ball, on the ball. Um, he is an underrated passer. I think he has fantastic vision. He's got a burst of speed to get by his guy that um, – that you know puts him on an elite level. Um, he's a three-level scorer. Um, he can really push in transition. As everyone knows, if you watch his, you know his highlights, he's he's an athlete. Um, you know uh, his dad will claim he gets from him. His dad was a big-time volleyball player, and most volleyball players are pretty bouncy. So he's got great athleticism, and like he he has this confidence. It's kind of this quiet confidence about him, where it doesn't matter if he's playing, you know, against an unranked opponent or a top-five opponent. He's trying to go at you. He's trying to go at you, and he's trying to win. And so um, BYU Nation is already super excited about him. Um, but I promise he's going to be he's going to be a fan favorite. And he's coming in to play with some guys that are going to be a little older that he's going to he's going to compliment so well with Down Hall, Richie Saunders, yep. right? Tanner um, Tanner Toulson, Trace Dewar to be back. Hunter will be a senior. So he's coming in and right time for the Big Twelve. And you know we we, we can't wait to add some more pieces, but. The future is looking some good. These, some of these new bigs will be here. Then, like so, Foose and that's Kiki, right. Those guys. I mean, they're just freshmen right now. 
um, and, and they'll be around. They'll, so be, that, around. they'll be a great seniors, nucleus when he comes they're, back. Right? They're going to be seniors, and they're going to hold down that paint, uh, both offensively and defensively. So, and, and guys like Down and Colin Chandler, as a former big, those are the kind of guards you want to play with because they're going to get you the ball where you can you can catch and finish in a nice the, area. The idea of thinking of those guys, and I was thinking Dallin, you know, specifically with Colin. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. We're excited. Okay, um, let's talk about the season. So Cleveland State. I think people didn't understand how good Cleveland State was, and then you kind of get into the. Hopefully, people watched, you know, and listened to the pregame. And we talked like, about how like, good hey, they were. Yeah, we talked about. Five Jerem seniors about it. that won a league. They challenge you, you respond, you win by 10. Now you have San Diego State, you have Oregon next Tuesday. Three NCAA tournament teams to start. Not everyone does this, Chris, no. but you guys chose a tough start. We did, in true Coach Pope form, right? We chose, <laughs> chose – listen, Cleveland State, we knew. We, that was a game that we had kind of added late, looking for a home opener, and when they came available, we knew, we knew what Coach Dennis Gates has been doing. Um, he's a rising coach there in the Midwest because they play extremely hard. You can see their culture in terms of team together – is off the charts. They're going to mix up their de their defenses, right? They never want to give you a steady diet. They're not going to throw fastballs at you all game, right? They're going to throw a change of curve. It's like a starting pitcher who's got like six different pitches, right? Chris is a massive dog. <laughs> yeah. So, so, we're all so that we knew that their changing defense was going to be an issue because – you know, you, you, you're just not sure what they're doing. I mean, at one point, they just fire off a defender and just go double A-B randomly right there when they cross this half court. They sat in a zone sometimes. They, they pressed. They challenged every pass. They had a rim protector back then. So it was a great opening game that prepares you for your next two opponents better than, you know, anything we could have asked for. Of course, we're glad we won. Um, and the way we wanted to be able to respond like that, now kind of taking over a little bit. But we had great performances from a lot of guys simply from a rebounding standpoint from a ball screen coverage standpoint, defensive coverage standpoint. Like, we did a really good job to find ways to win. Um, that was, like, that's a good win. I think this team, like, Cleveland State could definitely crack, like, a top 100-ish Ken Palm ranking, and they should win their league and have another chance to go back-to-back -to, -back to the tournament. So, it's, a, it's a, I'm telling you, that's a really good win. And they're they're a really physical team. We, you know, I watched them from from tape from last year. And I'm like, wow, this team's physical. And then Mark right. was telling us they're physical. Then we met with Dennis, and he's like, well, we're really physical. Yeah. And then then they got out on the floor, and I thought, wow, yeah, this team is really physical. So so now tomorrow night you have San Diego yeah. State, who also has that reputation right. of playing lockdown defense, being really physical, attacking the offensive glass. Except for San Diego State's. A little longer, yeah. you know. They're instead of a bunch of six six and six seven guys, they got a bunch of six seven <laughs> and six nine guys, right? Yeah. So, how does that game prepare you? And and give us a little scouting report on San Diego State and what we can expect well, tomorrow night. I think you talked about the game prepares us Cleveland to San Diego State simply because of the physicality. Um, the price of poker went up in terms of length and athleticism, and they return they return a number of their guys, and they got a they got a really good backcourt in Matt Bradley. Trey Pulliam with the experience, the ability to score the ball, the ability to get in the paint. Um, when they got bigs, you know, like this Nate Mensa has been on some NBA draft boards with just his, his ability to uh, rim protect, rebound the ball. Like this team is 16-0 and last year when they out-rebounded opponents. So we know we got to go hit first on the glass like we did last game. We got to rebound this ball. We got to do a little bit better job, and we will. It has to be five guys. It just can't be, you know, Gavin, mm, Foose. Five guys. And um, <laughs> can't we just Gavin Foose and Seneca and Tiki, right? It's got to be everybody, right? And if we do that, um, we take this ball because they're, they're going to press you. They're going to pick you up full court. But sometimes it's just man-to-man -man just to turn you and wear you out a little bit. And so by the time you get cross half court, you're like, finally, right? And so 
They're a physical team. They're so well coached, and they hang their hat on the defensive end. Whatever they can score, they're happy about it, right? But they, they'd like to beat you and hold you under 50. They take a ton of pride in that. And Coach Dutch, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's with Steve Fisher for a long time. And when you think of San Diego State, you think of just defensive teams. But they got some guys who can fill it up, right? This Matt Bradley averaged 18, a point, 18 points a game at Cal uh, in the Pac-12 for three years. And, you know, he, he's now on a team that he feels like can get to the NCAA tournament. So he's, man, he, he's, he, he's a good complement to what they have. So we, 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 gotta be, we, gotta, we need the rock. We need the BYU Nation to bring it. And, and our, our guys are going to be prepared and our guys are going to compete. And I'm, I'm really excited looking forward to the challenge. This should be a sellout. This should be a celebration of Colin Chandler's. This should be a celebration of Gideon George's shoe drive. It's a rivalry. This should be a celebration of San Diego State. It's a rivalry game, right? Friday night. Yeah, yep. let's, let's do it. Um, let's talk about Gaff, or, or sorry, uh, Gideon for a sec. This yeah. shoe drive is going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait for him to just send back boxes and boxes yeah. full of shoes back home. I think it's hard to like understand on like kind of you know some sort of level like what this means, like what how, how big this is. Um, even just when some people are like, oh, I have old shoes. No, bring them, right? Like you know, if they're new, they're old, they're one, it's okay, bring them. Like this is gonna do so much positive uh, for Time Out for Africa and, and, and back there in Nigeria. And the smile that comes to Gideon's face when he just thinks about it like says says enough to how important this is and how much this means because he was one of those kids right that received donations when he was back there in Mena, Nigeria and so this is a big deal so any any help like even you know anything doesn't matter if it's a size 22 size 5 it doesn't matter and it's any backpacks help. and uh computers as well yeah I want to bring those that's right sure. and so we're looking forward to it it's it's, it's gonna be a great day um and on a lot on a lot of levels, so we're, we're excited that you know Gideon's going to be a part of this, and we can help in some sort. Come hang out Friday, BYU and San Diego State. Well, congratulations! Thank you on KJ, on Colin, <laughs> on San Diego State, on Clemson. State. It's uh, all good. It's it's all good. Ton right? of momentum right. going. It's Ton all good. Going. Okay, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, thanks, thanks for Chris. Here, thanks, guys. So, coming up, Casty Smith anchors the BYU soccer defense in goal. She's going to join us as they prepare for the NCAA tournament. And is Tyler Algier a top ten Heisman candidate? Vegas thinks so. Will he finish top ten in the Heisman voting? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. Portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Fifth ranked in 23-1, BYU women's volleyball host Pepperdine, who's just outside the top 25. Tonight, 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. He is Blaine. I'm Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show, follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems, Blaine. All right, we start with me, right? Let's party. Okay, let's talk about this. New college football playoff expansion models being discussed now, right? Um, the version would guarantee a spot to each P5 conference champion. So that's that's a big difference right there. So the Pac-12. Right. Please. Okay. That's like a <laughs> we get going on this, right? So it guarantees each P5 champion, no matter how awful they're ranked, right? And the best G5 champ instead of the initial sixth highest ranked conference champions. Yes. Um, does this change the way you feel about the, no, the whole 12-team no. 12, 12 playoff thing, no, Jeremy? No, I think it's fine because then you'd have six at large. Right now, in terms of what the poll is right now, BYU would probably be two out uh, based on conference affiliation. Da, da, da. So, yeah, BYU, would BYU have a shot at that in the Big 12? Sure. Just have to do what you did this year, which is have the outlier most amazing season maybe in BYU history given all the Power Fives. 
But luckily, the Pac-12 has stunk, and BYU took advantage. Yeah, and it, my feeling is, whenever I see something like this, I, I just kind of step back and go, uh, and keep in mind, I know BYU's going to a Power 5 conference now, but I still feel this way, and that is, oh, this is a little tweak to protect the P5s. If a, to, Specifically the Pac-12, right. it feels and, like. And to me, if, the, if, if there's a P5 league that's awful in a year, and, and the ACC's down this year, right? Uh, yeah. Well, what? We, we maybe not as much as we think. It's, be, it's because Clemson's yeah. usually in the top five. And if you not. see Wake Forest as the best ACC team, you right. go, what? You go, hey, is the ACC down? Right. Actually, the middle of the ACC is probably better, and Clemson's down. So that makes you right. think the you ACC's don't have down, an alpha. Right. right. And so, um, but the Pac-12 certainly down this year, right? Yeah. And it's Oregon. And, and so, so this to me feels like, oh, this is the P5s going, hey, wait a minute. We've got to protect ourselves. And I'm all for no. Let's just have the best teams be in this thing. Yes. I don't. I don't care if there's four G5s. If the four G5s are the top ten teams or top twelve teams, they should be in it. But you that's never going to happen. You can't say it's like let us in. You know what I'm saying? It's never going to happen. So. Circa Sports says Tyler Algier is the ninth most likely player to win the Heisman at plus five thousand. Do you believe he will finish top ten in the Heisman voting? I think he will. I think it's. Ooh. I think he will because of where he is right now, and 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 people are all of a sudden talking about him. Yep. Um, you know who's really important in this? ESPN, because when they talk about them every Saturday on College Game Day and when BYU's ranked and they talk about them every week, then Tyler Algier gets noted as this guy's, this is the horse that they're riding, right? This is the guy. He's the focal point of the offense. We all know that, that Jaron Hall's plan lights out too, but, but right now Tyler seems to be getting more publicity, and that's great, right? And so I, I think he's going to play – you know, as, as long as he needs to play against Georgia Southern, so it'll keep him in the conversation, BYU will win. But here's where I think he he stays in that top ten. They go on the road to USC. They're going to rely on him heavily. USC hasn't been able to stop teams from running the ball. He goes for 150-plus in that game and a couple of touchdowns. He stays squarely in that top ten conversation. I think he finishes in the top ten. I do not think he'll finish in the top ten. Doesn't mean he's not having a great season. He just probably won't produce the numbers requisite to be in there. You've got to be like... 1600 plus um if he does that maybe, maybe. And the problem is these last two games to get to that because he right. he absolutely could have had crazy numbers but they didn't, they didn't play him. him a ton they didn't play and, him and only State. one player since Ty Emmer has been top 10 in the Heisman. And, it was Zach Wilson and Georgia Southern's it's probably tough. yeah I, Georgia Southern's probably better but they're not gonna play him a ton in that game either why would you you gotta have him for USC in a bowl mm -hmm. so because I, I do believe he's capable of the numbers you're talking about but if they play them. If they play them all, you know. But it's Georgia Southern. I know. It's hard, it's hard to do. Okay. So, happy 36th birthday to BYU's all-time leading receiver, Austin Colley. 36? Well, Cody Hoffman is. He's second. So, anyhow, what's the chance Puka Nakua breaks his single-season receiving records at BYU next season? What's uh, the Austin chance? Austin does own that. 106 he receptions. Yes. 1,538 yards and 15 touchdowns. That's tied with Clay Brown. Clay Brown would have had the record if they counted the bowl games at the right. time, by the way. Right. Um, he's got a shot. He's got a shot. There are five power fives, three that are going to be preseason top 25 next year. He's got a shot. I think Austin College the GOAT. I think Cody Hoffman's number two. If Puka has two outstanding years. He can challenge some of those guys. He needs a single season, though, that puts him up there. We, we were talking to Puka not that long ago, and he was saying, well, you know, I've got three years to stick around, and we're like, whoa. 
Okay. Okay. Can like you sign that. this? Can you sign this contract right here now that says that you're staying for the, for you the rest of this year? The next, it's worth next five dollars yearly. Literally, I was looking for one of those DocuSign things to have him sign it because <laughs> I said he said it. Let's hold him to it, baby. Because I don't know, but he is an NFL talent. Puka is without 100%, 100%. question. I mean, if he if he comes out next year and approaches what Austin Collie did, and then he might be out after next year. But let's hope he stays. He loves the culture. He's helped create the culture. I'm fine with early exits if you actually get drafted. Let's yeah. go on. There you go to get a ticket. To coach uh, K's final game at Duke this ready be uh, year, be ready to drop at least 6,500. One ticket in row G going for 3,200. What? Which coach or player would you drop 32 grand on a ticket for their final game? None. No. <laughs> so th- I, I would, th- there's only one player I would drop that kind of money for, and that would have been to MJ's, Michael Jordan's final game. Wizards or Bulls? Bulls. It had to be Bulls. So but, it's game but six, I say, 98. I, if, if Michael Jackson would come back alive and do one more concert, I'd pay 32 grand to go see Michael Jackson one more time in concert, though. I might pay 32 grand just to see someone who was dead be alive again. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point, because that would be monumental. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe I was thinking too far outside the box. Michael Jackson, even when he was alive. Is that you? Michael Jackson's last concert before he passed away, I would have paid 32 grand. Well, you didn't know he was going to pass away. Yeah. Hey, cherish every moment. I know. Got Emotionally, every moment. 32 grand. You know what All right. Well, hey, coming up, a rising shout-out to those who serve us. And Cassidy Smith in the house, goalkeeper for the women's soccer team, previous to the matchup in the NCAA tournament. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked with fellow broadcaster Dave McCann about getting hired by Good Morning America while at BYU. I just got a job at BYU. I don't know. The role Cougar Sports has played in his family's life and interviewing Mickey Mantle, Mike Tyson, and others. Listen to it on BYU Radio app where podcasts are found. I'm recording with Blaine in the next couple of weeks. That'll be fun as well. I want to know what Dave says about, you know, because, I mean, those are all big-time guys, but the fact that he works with me, that should be. Oh, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> the Mickey Mantle interview was really emotional. Yeah, when he really when good. he was anchoring sports down in Vegas, some of the biggest sporting events in the world. Incredible. Like, when, yeah. To listen to Dave tell stories about those big heavyweight fights back in the day when boxing was in its heyday, it Check is so fun. If if, if you got into that, yep. then that's worth a look, that's a worth a look and a listen on that podcast for sure. Okay, this just in: BYU women's soccer playing New Mexico Saturday. We already knew that, 7 Eastern. What's just in is that BYU TV will broadcast the game. Yes. We just got permission from the NCAA. We are doing the game. And to talk about it and, and break it down, we welcome in the goalkeeper, Cassidy Smith, who is in her seventh year, yet it's her first BYU Sports Nation interview. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's great to have you. How, how do you make it seven years and this is your first time on here? I don't know. I don't that's know. our bad. Yeah, I think that's a you problem. It's a us <laughs> yes, problem, yeah. That's not you, my problem. Your that's career your problem. <laughs> has spanned three presidents of the United States. That's um, unbelievable. Yeah, I didn't know that till I walked in here. I was like, oh, that's, that's trouble. I just, <laughs> I, maybe I didn't want to know Don't, that. Everybody's at home right now going, Wait a minute. How can she be here seven years? So you better explain how you how you got how you can be here for seven years. Okay. Um, yeah, I could actually be here eight, but we're gonna call it quits. Oh, after seven. oh shoot, <laughs> man! Because um, of COVID, right? Yep. Oh my! Come oh. on, do it. Break a record. Yeah. But but explain you're, how you're you could done. be here seven and maybe eight. Um. So I did a chosen red shirt, chosen um, my freshman year, and then I had two medical red shirts um, following that, and then I had the COVID year, so that's why I could do the eighth year. So. What, what were the injuries that caused the medical return? Two labrum tears in my shoulders. So. One in each. One in each, and then I tore my other one right before COVID as well. 
but just haven't got it surgically repaired yet. So, so. you're playing as a goalkeeper. You have to raise said arms and shoulders <laughs> with a torn labrum in your right shoulder. Yes. Are you right-handed? I am right-handed. How so is when, that? When you go up and 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 you get a, a stop, does it hurt? If you stick out that right arm and, and somebody – Kicks the ball right into it. Does that hurt that way? Oh, wait. That motion made me cringe. But oh, no. <laughs> I definitely have to learn how to – I've had to learn how to dive differently, done a ton of rehab on it. Um, but, yeah, just try and keep my shoulder in front – my arm in front of my body, and I'm usually okay. Just can't let it go oh back here. Every time so. Cassie makes a save, I'm going to cringe now. <laughs> Seriously. That's, just... that's incredible that you're playing through that. How – throughout your career, you've waited for kind of your time to be the starter, right? What what was it like to patiently wait, get healthy, and now these last two years have been outstanding seasons. You guys are hoping to really make this a special one. Yeah, I just feel really grateful. Um, I think going into our COVID spring season and then this one especially, it's just felt special. And I have, I mean, I've had people tell me, like, do it for you. Like, this is what you've worked for. Um, but for me, I've just felt nothing but gratitude. Um, see it as a gift as being able to still play despite a crummy shoulder, but just trying to soak in every second of it. And now you find yourselves hosting an NCAA tournament, a, a game here, a match tonight. Um, or not tonight, Saturday. Saturday. Cassie's um, like, what? She's like, <laughs> Cassie's like, <laughs> well, I gotta wait go. a minute. I'm not, I don't have <laughs> my mind ready. I'm talking to you guys, and you guys are messing up my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about all these. But so on Saturday, you host an NCAA tournament game. What's, what's that like to, to have a game in the tournament at home? That is something that's really special. There's nothing like playing on Southfield. And, I mean, all across the country we have a fan base that's huge, right? But Southfield, our fans – they're the difference maker, the energy difference. Um, and we, we play for our fans for sure. We rise to that energy. So we could not be more excited, especially a tournament game. So. Oh, it's going to be great. 7 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU in New Mexico. A little Mountain West history there. You're old, but not that old to have played in the Mountain West. But we're talking to super Close. duper senior Close. Cassidy Smith. Let's talk about New Mexico. And because you've got a win to advance. Um, and even before that, were you guys surprised that you got a seed? Because your ranking is excellent, but that doesn't actually fare into the conversation. It's RPI, it's record. Yeah. You guys got a seed, and that's probably validating. Yeah, for sure. I, I was surprised personally. Um, we didn't get the wins we wanted in our preseason, and so we knew that was going to impact our seeding in the tournament. So I was surprised, and if it, but didn't really change how I was going to prepare or go into it. Um, New Mexico's a good team, so... Just taking it one step at a time. What What's the uh, the key to a victory against New Mexico? Like, specific to New Mexico, I know you have some things that are the same all the time. Hey, score more goals than the other team. Shut them out. That'll do it. But specific to this team, what, what does BYU have to do? Um, what we've been focusing on this week, at least, is just doing what we do. Um, we play with a super high-intensity, high pace, and uh, high-pressure, high-pressure defense. And so we believe if – if we just do what we do, it doesn't matter who we play. Um, we can we can get the job done just by focusing on us. So. Certainly you have to beat New Mexico, but there is a Sweet 16 potential matchup with Virginia who knocked you out last year. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about it? <laughs> yeah, it's hard not <laughs> to think about that, especially with the last year's score. But um, definitely trying to stay present. But we 
I was stoked to be in their same bracket. Mm. Definitely want a second second chance at them. So that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. It, I, I love how so coaches always go. Oh, do we play Virginia? And the coaches know they sat down and looked at that, right? But they'll never <laughs> never say that. But players, and you know this, you look at that bracket and go, oh, man, we need to beat these guys. I want those guys. These guys I want. You do. You look at it's the whole okay bracket, to, right? It's okay to and, dream. Isn't it okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do sure. that and come back and focus on the game at hand, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Totally. So, yeah. Okay, this team has been really special. Uh, I know in the spring you guys wanted to do more. And then it was like – Weird to see Santa Clara going win the national championship because you're on par with them. You split with them. So do you feel like this team needs to make a run to validate how good you are in the NCAA tournament? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think what has been special about this season is it being so close to our spring season. We were able to just pick up where we left off. And there wasn't ever this convincing ourselves of, oh, we can do this. We can do this. It's just been – deep in us like Mm. we know what we're capable of um didn't take any convincing or um special rah-rah yeah like it was just this is what we this is our goal um and Santa Clara doing it last year made it really realistic for us we knew I mean we beat them last spring and we knew things should have been different last spring fell short a little bit but no I think we're really excited starting at home certainly helps yes for the tourney you went to you know, you went away, yeah. right, as everyone did. So, so the mindset, and you and I talked about this before we just came on. I said, is, is this a team that can go win the national championship? And and you said? Yeah. I uh, Let's go do it. I think that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you said. And the, and the final four, honestly, is the only thing really missing on Jen's resume. She, just getting to that one, right, would yeah. be everything. Yet it starts with New Mexico, and then you work your way uh, mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And you have all the pieces, which is exciting. And, Blaine, it's been so fun to watch the team all year. Because you, you might have the best player in the country in Michaela Coolhan. Cam Tucker scores a million goals. you got a million great pieces around you. Have you ever been bored during a game where you're up like 5 nothing and you have to like stay engaged? Because I've joked that like you've been reading a book back there. You know, <laughs> like, you're the goalie, and the ball sometimes doesn't even come in the, that half. You know? yeah. What's that like? Um, those games are actually more stressful for me than <laughs> other ones. Because Why? it's way harder to get in the, the flow in mm. those games. Whereas if it's an intense Pepperdine game, it's like, oh, I'm in. I'm locked in, flowing, really not too nervous, right? It's high intensity, but I'm, like, locked in. It's the ones where I'm sitting back there. It's freezing cold. I'm trying to bounce <laughs> up and down and, like, stay warm. Um, so I wouldn't say I get bored. I'm more stressed, actually. So <laughs> That's interesting. The more, the more you're engaged in the action, the more you're in, you the don't better. even worry about yeah. it. The more Lose there is yourself. to just think about yeah. it and stand back there. The yeah. But, but that hilarious. means the pressure D you're talking about is doing a great job out in front of you. Yes, for sure. So, I, I have to say, Jared, but before we came on, I said, is this a team that can win? You know, And she goes, yeah, let's go. And, and it reminded me, before the Arizona State game, I, I ran up to D'Angelo Mandel. Arizona State throws the ball a bunch. I said, D'Angelo, these guys, what do you think about this? And he goes, oh, they're going to challenge me a lot. They're going to come right at me. And I said, what do you think? And he goes, oh, bring it. <laughs> Cassidy had the same bring energy. Let's she go. was like, let's go. Yes. Let's go do this. Let's yes. go win a national championship. I love it. And we should uh, congratulate you on uh, getting the coach conference championship in dramatic fashion Saturday. That was really fun. Thank you. Double OT. Cam Tucker bringing it home. So congratulations. We look forward to Saturday's game, 7 Eastern time on uh, BYU TV. Stay warm and don't uh, uh, stay engaged, Joe. (laughs) Thank you. Let's go. Let's go get it. Let's go go. get that tournament. So, 
All right. Well, coming up, who or what deserves the most credit for the recruiting boom at BYU? And rise and shout out on this Veterans Day. That helmet has been to Afghanistan, by the way. Incredible story behind that. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. On the latest BYU Sports Nation, right now, Colin Chandler becomes a coup, and should Keanu Hill become the new team barber? Check it out on BYUSN Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand via the free BYU TV or BYU Radio app store. Yeah, or download the podcast. All you got to do is just Google. That's how I always do this when we Google. Mm -hmm. You Google um, BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Appreciate it if you guys would do that. Our question of the day, BYU signing big-name recruits in football and basketball. Is this more about the school, the programs, the coaches, or the Big 12? Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Old School BYU. It's a confluence of events, and that was our answer as well, the combination of all these things. But I would have to say the Big 12 is the probably biggest factor if we're going pie chart on this. I well, I think it all led to the Big 12, and I think the Big 12 was the last thing that had to fall, P5 affiliation, to just open up the floodgates. I say floodgates because Confluence reminds me of like Three Rivers Stadium is at the confluence of Three Rivers, yes. so we need to open up the floodgates okay. of recruiting. I like that. Let's stay on that theme. So Yes, and, and things are going well. And it's, it's so true that there's this sort of symbiotic relationship between Obviously, football, as football goes, everything goes to some degree. But it's like, BYU's athletic department is insane right now. Lights out right now. It is lights out. It's really fun to have a daily show about it's, it. It's as, good as a P, <laughs> it's as good as any P5. You know, it really is. It's it right really up there with all the top P5s in the country, and they're not even a P5 yet. Right. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain American Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh, on this Veterans Day, we want to rise and shout out, of course, to the veterans, but specifically, I like to do my mom and my dad, who are both active in the Air Force when I was little, and my sister, who was in the Air National Guard. Here's a picture of them. Whitney and Julianne and David. So, so I was cool. born on an Air Force base, so a uh, lot of, yeah, tender, awesome feelings with uh, the veterans in my family. So my shout-out goes to all the service academies. So um, Air Force, Army, and Navy, I broadcast games, football games, and basketball games for all three places. An amazing experience and a great feeling there. Um, great respect. If you don't root for the service academies, if your team's not playing, something's wrong with you. <laughs> shout-out to our service Un -American. academies. Un-American. It is something wrong with you. Shout-out to all the veterans. Thank you so much. Thanks to today's guests, Chris Burgess and Super Duper Senior Cassidy. Yes, and um, our apologies to Dennis Pitta. We're so sorry we ran out of time again. <laughs> the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Blaine, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Katie Larkin. See you tonight. Women's Volleyball 9 Eastern on the app. Go Cougs!